private suite interview series thanks for joining us today i'm here with a freaking amazing artist i love so much really big fan um ducat hey all the way from the netherlands how are you my friend welcome (laughs) to the show yo yo i'm good man thanks for having me definitely man for sure i'm so happy to have you on the show (laughs) what'd you get up to today not much. I worked on a couple new beats, just some music stuff. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, you were saying you had the day off. Yep. Lucky you. I just got home from work and I had to shower and then do this interview. Oh, what and time got, is it there? Uh, 6.30 p.m. Oh, shit. Tr- Toronto. Yeah, and I guess that brings me to uh, our first topic. How's the Netherlands treating you? Well, pretty good. It's like hot as shit right now oh yeah like yeah they announced like tropical weather like 38 degrees and shit that's crazy 38 and that's humid humid heat too right oh humid as fuck man (laughs) oh my god yeah it's really humid here in toronto too i can't today's actually nice but recently this whole weekend it's crazy um for our American uh, listeners, that's a hundred Fahrenheit, but super humid times. Not like this, you know, Tucson style dryness. <laughs> uh, it's rough out there. <laughs> I'd much prefer the winter at times like that for sure. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't mind the summer, but the humidity is fucking killing, man. Yeah, that's that's the worst. Uh, so where? Are you able to say where in the Netherlands are you located? You're located. Uh, I'm from the south. South. Yep. Okay. And Amsterdam is near the south. Mm, not really. Amsterdam is more like in the middle. Okay. But it's the Netherlands, so it's small as shit. You know, like yeah. you can travel from the most south point to the most north point in like three hours by train. By train. Oh wow. That's yeah, crazy. just just to yeah. give like an image of how small it is. Mm-hmm. Like I can be in Amsterdam in like an hour or so. Yeah, that's wicked. Uh, yep. Well, I guess it's a double-edged sword because the you know the entire country's population is quite small. I was talking to Zero recently about that because um, he's from Belgium, mm-hmm. and they have like nobody. Yeah, true. It's like pretty small all around here, man. I feel like everybody is like spread it out over the globe. Mm-hmm. You you mean like vaporwave fan, fans? Yeah, like or? like most yeah. vaporwave and vaporwave type artists. Yeah, yeah, I read you. Yeah, well, I've been interviewing. A, I don't know how many interviews I've done now. We just hit episode forty with the Porter Vong episode, so we're gonna hit fifty soon. Um, nice. And I have done like you know most most of them. So yeah, it's it's a lot, and there's been a lot of people from all over the world. It's like really really. A nice treat to get to learn about everybody's culture and you know what they do what the what the weather's like usually is a thing <laughs> well, well it's like it's like very cool because you get 
to talk to all these people. Mm-hmm. And so you that, get to that, listen. That's amazing. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it is really nice. And, you know, I'm kind of in, still in awe of um, my sort of position here. Like, I don't know. I happen to just be a good conversationalist, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, people people like to seem to like to talk to me, so it's great. It takes a lot of time, though. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you're doing good, man. I listened to a couple of episodes, and they're all like fucking good. <laughs> Thanks. It's like man. they listen, they listen like very smoothly and always like interesting topics and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try to. Yeah, I'm a filmmaker, uh, or I was sort of, so an editor mainly. So I kind of, you know, have a good sense of the pacing that people expect naturally, mm-hmm. while keeping it exciting. And so yeah, it ends up being uh, a lot, a lot of work, <laughs> but I love it too. It's a lot of fun, especially uh, getting to choose who I interview and like the songs that we play stuff like that so nice yeah so what are your some uh, what are your, some of your hobbies apart from producing music well uh playing video games oh sick uh yeah yeah uh, hanging out with with the bros you know yeah it's just simple shit i listen to music a lot like a lot of different stuff i like to you know um ride around on my bike because that's like a typical dutch thing you know yeah get around on the bike and yeah just put on some headphones and like empty my head and shit listen to some shit nice how many albums would you say you listen to a week Mm, i don't know man (laughs) that's a good question Mm -hmm. i'm not sure sounds like Like, a lot a lot yeah (laughs) yeah that's awesome i've said before on the show i admire people that get to do that so much because i want to listen to it so much vaporwave but there's no time and you gotta sleep you know not getting your sleep uh, it'll catch up to you true i've been reading about it a lot actually recently how like not much sleep kind of leads to an early death and all these other problems yeah you're like way more likely to get diabetes if you don't sleep if you don't get your eight hours damn i didn't know my dad died of diabetes so (laughs) oh i'm sorry man watch out Oh, it's all good. It happens. It was like a couple of years ago, so it's part of life. Life is tragic. We got to walk around like the Greeks. Uh, this is a bit of a tangent, but do you know who uh, Nietzsche is? Mm, Frederick Nietzsche? No. A philosopher, German philosopher. Kind of did most of his work in uh, in Italy, though, I think. And he says, he's my favorite, and he says that we should live more like the Greeks, the ancient Greeks, because they had this really cool balance to their lives, like the way they approached their lives. And that was uh, between the two gods, Apollo and Dionysus, mm-hmm. or like Ap- Apollonian lifestyle and the Dionysian lifestyle. And that Apollo is like military might. And, you know, being an alpha and like strong being the best version of yourself sort Mm -hmm. of and then Dionysus is like that sense of life flowing through you kind of almost hedonistically indulging and and living sort of with excess almost like really maybe not excess but really um 
appreciating all the goodness that life has to offer. It's kind of a, an abundant mm-hmm. attitude. Yeah. And and they kind of like merge those two thought approaches together. And it turns out to be an incredible recipe for how to carry yourself through life. And that a lot of it has to do with life being really tragic and us kind of not living like that anymore, like not realizing it. And that's, it makes life a lot harder, Mm -hmm. sort of. Yeah, I can see see that, yeah. Yeah, you can read up on that. I won't waste more of the show's time on that, but you can read up on that if you'd like to. Frederick Nietzsche, the Greek ancient Greek uh, way of living, Apollo and Dionysus. Cool. Um, so let's get back to the interview. <laughs> so where does your musical interest start to take shape, sort of looking back over your life? How did you first get into music and was it something you always loved? You know, what's your background? Well, um, I think for me it started at a really young age. I remember when I was very young, I had like cassette tapes with like uh, 90s dance music and house and stuff. And during the years, it like gradually evolved into like, yo, I want to make music and become a DJ and do like music and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I seen like a festival or a, or a, yeah, it was a festival, I think, like an indoor festival nice. on TV. And um, yeah, it, it really inspired me like, yo, that DJ really makes the, the crowd go and the people dance. And I was like, yo, that's cool as fuck. I want to do something like that later. And I think that really planted a seed, like, yeah, now I'm making music and stuff. And how old were you when you saw that on TV? I think like 13 or something. Yes. Yeah. I remember like uh, when it was my birthday again, uh, I asked for like a DJ set, like uh, Pioneer, but it was way too much money, of course. So I got like a simple kitty toy thing, yeah, like two CDs and a crossfader. And I remember playing a lot lot with the thing so yeah damn that's so cool just chilling out in your room picking out different seat well i guess by the time you got that you had upgraded from cassettes then right yeah yeah for sure cool man yeah, i can picture you in there like <laughs> crossfading <laughs> trying to find that perfect mix in between two songs yeah it really was nothing but it was fun to do <laughs> yeah well it seemed it definitely inspired you to continue right or to do more yeah certainly yeah i did so then how did you start actually making it like with computers or whatever recording stuff well at first i i just like googled it like uh, how to make like music and stuff and i found like a couple uh digital audio workstations and i picked fruity loops nice and um I remember like at first I was just like practicing and making um, melodies of like certain songs, like rebuilding them. Oh, that's a good idea. And that's like how I kind of started out and then I figured out like, okay, so I kind of know how this works. And from there on, I just like experimented and started making my own songs and beats and stuff. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So did you already, like you said, it was sort of housey stuff mm-hmm. that you were listening to growing up. So that was, I imagine, the type of music you were making. And when, at what point while you were making it, did you c- come across Future Funk? And did you, were you a fan of the music first? 
or was your music like already kind of in line with it and then you just had to tweak it a little bit to call it future funk what's what's the story there well it's a it's a big um time leap in between the just playing around and actually making future funk now so you made music before future funk too under like different project names yeah yeah i made like more um edm type stuff um like edm trap like trap beats with like heavy influences edm synths and stuff Mm -hmm. and um i was always like listening to like house music and um hip-hop for me like making the the switch to like making trap beats as a project and funny funny thing is the cat actually started out like a sad project for me to do like um yeah like wavy beats like floating type hip-hop stuff and vaporwave Mm. and that just gradually evolved into like being my main thing and yeah years went by and ended up being future funk now (laughs) (laughs) crazy is there anywhere we can go and hear some of the music you made along the way um i'd rather not say (laughs) (laughs) no problem (laughs) We've had a few other people uh, say that too. So, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Well, that's really cool, man. So you're a fan of vaporwave because you, you said you wanted to make it. When does your when did you discover vaporwave? It sounds like you discovered it before Future Funk, right? Yeah, for sure. It was somewhere, I think, late 2012, early 2013, something like that. Ooh. So, oh geez. Yeah, I listened to a lot of like um well for me the first tape I found was Internet Club. And Sick. later on I, I love f- I found about like um Luxury Elite and uh Telepath. Nice. Yeah, I listened yeah. to uh, I think it was like two thousand thirteen I listened to a lot of like uh Fortune five hundred releases and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty cool and like um I heard uh Kodak Cameo do like uh vaporwave but more like in a in a beat sense like more trap more more hip-hop feel to it mm-hmm. and that's like how i kind of started out with uh, the cut too like oh I, lo- I love how the how the flow goes with the sound and how it's like deep and mesmerizing dreamy stuff but also like hitting with the drums mm-hmm. with a rhythm to it mm-hmm. sweet and then future funk came into the picture how i think it's like I think Archie Music, for real. Shout out to Archie Music. Because I remember, like, um, around that time, I, I, I used to find, find, like, a lot of Vaporwave, like, online. And then I found out about their channel and it, like, gradually shifted, it shifted into, like, more future funk and stuff, like, um, like uh, Harrison and um, I think uh, Uniwa and Macross, artists like mm-hmm. uh, that. Yeah, for sure. And what about it kind of swept you up? Because you kind of dove in, I guess, right? You have mm-hmm. a whole bunch of albums, tons of singles. Um, well, I like how it was like kind of vaporwave with, with the chops, but also like upbeat, like tempo. And, you know, you can knock your head to it like, oh, yeah, you know? Yeah, bringing it back to that house mm-hmm. vibe. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh, and... What did any part of it have to do with the anime vibes? Mm, maybe partially. Like I was into anime for sure. Like watching like Studio Ghibli movies and shit. And I grew up like 
Yeah, I, I remember like when I was very young, like watching Dragon Ball Z like every morning before going to school and stuff. Yeah, because I know your picture is uh, like an anime illustration. Yep, it's uh, Yusuke Urameshi from Yu Yu Hakusho. Yes, that's right. I was about to say in in Yunasha, but that's no, wrong. no, it's not in Yunasha, which is a great anime too. But <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, I own some of it. Oh, sweet. Yeah, the manga. Nice. And a DVD somewhere too, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what are your favorite anime shows? Um, I'd have to say like Series, Dra- say. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z for sure. Because I grew up with that shit. Um, I think like later on, like uh, Inuyasha for sure. Sweet. Um, a lot, man. I, I'm currently watching the... The latest season of Attack on Titan, it's fucking good, man. Yeah, I heard it got good again. Yep. It's a little rocky there around season two, early season two. True. Like, a lot of people told me, like, yeah, it's really good. You have to watch the third season. So, yeah, here I am watching the third season. Yeah, I hear it gets pretty fucked up. <laughs> like, crazy. I, I don't know, man. I, I, watched, gotta... I watched a lot of anime. Like, mm, I think one of the latest that, that I really that I really liked was like um, uh, Steins Gate, Steins Gate Zero. Yeah, classic. What is it that you like about anime? Like it's it's a common topic on this show. Uh, maybe we can help out the people that are saying like, oh, anime again. What is it? Well, like it's, I like the, the, the stories. Like the stories can be like really versatile, really diverse. Like it can be like a simple simple like human story or like super fantasy or stuff like that i don't know man i, th- I think it's like it's like a, a bit of nostalgia also like it's it's uh, like the style and how it's made and stuff i don't know man mm-hmm. just when it's all put together it's really different for me yeah it's like the story the narrative the way they tell the story they don't waste any time mm-hmm. but they do waste time on dumb shit like in Dragon Ball Z just charging up the spirit bomb for like seven episodes <laughs> yeah <gasps> just the same shit over and over yeah there's a lot of crap too but yeah it's just it's amazing yep. once you get sucked in it's there's so much good stuff to discover true for me it became like okay, I have to watch all these amazing things that everybody's saying are crazy and so good I'm, I don't know, I've seen like a whole bunch and I'm not even close to being, you know, comfortable saying I get all the references and shit like that. Yeah, I feel you. For me, it's just like, like every series, like uh, Escape from Reality, just for a short, brief moment. Yeah, there's definitely project you into a whole, whole nother world. Yep. That's for sure. So I want to ask you some questions about your music, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. Maybe starting from the beginning uh, with your first record. I think it was back in the days, was it? Uh, yeah, that's. I, I believe that one is still online, yeah. Right. I dropped like three or four tapes before that, but I deleted all of those. Okay. But the tapes are still out there in the wild? Mm, maybe somebody has like MP3s or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, tell us about the that record. It's pretty old, 2014. Yeah, it's like uh, back in the days. Is a little 
compilation EP. It has like cloud rap type beats, like very very wavy. Take you take you away. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I heard it a bit from last part of doing my research. Also, the the album cover is kind of appropriate too. It fits in with the sound quite well. Yeah, thanks, man. I made that myself as well. Nice. It's a hardcore VHS vibe. Fun thing. Um, on that EP, on that EP, there's like zero samples used. It's all like own sounds and stuff. Oh, cool. Oh, I'll definitely go back and check it again. And if, for anyone interested, it was back in the days is the record we're talking about. Tell us about making that record. Like that's the first one. You know, you haven't taken it down yet. <laughs> yeah, true. Right. I think uh, I think I kind of left it up because uh, at the time I was thinking like, yeah, a lot of people seem to like it. Like there was uh, me getting kind of out of my comfort zone and actually like releasing decent music to me because I'm like very hard on myself. That's why I deleted the other tapes. <laughs> Okay. But I, I learned to like keep it up now because like people listen to it. So I don't want to take it away. Mm -hmm. It's a relic. It's a moment in time, th those albums. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That kind of a reflection of the early days. And, and I, felt, I felt like the, the name was like appropriate too because when it ages, it's like back in the days I made that shit. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking that. I was like, hmm, how am I going to work that in? <laughs> Yeah, it's a really neat record. Uh, go check it out, everybody, definitely. Uh, and then you have a record called Memory. If, I, don't, I don't know if you want to really call it a record it's because it's so short. Yeah, the, um, Memory, Memory. Uh, memory uh, was a project that contained uh, rap beats. I used to lease them out like people could buy them and you know get the track out and rap over them. Oh, that and makes think, sense. Okay. I, I think uh, the reason why you heard them so shortly is because uh, I only have the snippets upon SoundCloud. And Bandcamp, right. Yeah, so it's not okay. the it's not the full beats like, oh, okay. you know, back in the day people just like to rip, rip beats and just, just put your name on it or not even put their name on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, are there tapes of those kicking around somewhere too? Mm, I'm not sure. Uh, I've seen like... Uh, like a couple YouTube uploads of like older vaporwave I did mm -hmm. that were on like the deleted tapes. <laughs> yeah. So it's, there that's is some amazing. stuff floating around somewhere. Yeah, that's that's really cool. You can't say that about every artist, you know. Like, who knows what's out there? You don't know what you're gonna find. <laughs> uh, yeah, you really have like a in the early days sort of a rappy vibe to it with like definitely trap as well mm -hmm. it's kind of neat to see the kind of progression you took over time uh, and you have a little ep cyber trapping and i guess you made that around kind of the same time right as uh what's the other one memory yeah i think it's in the same time frame mm -hmm. like when i when i started like the cat as a project i wanted it to be like for me to put whatever I want to put on and basically it started out with like vaporwave and beats like hip hop beats. Yeah. And that's because you kind of just knew how to do that already and kind of liked the sound, even though you weren't really listening to that kind of music. 
Mm, that, that's not really true. I like I was listening to it a lot, so it oh okay like kind of got to me like to try it myself. Yeah. Okay. What was some of the some of the artists you were listening to in that vein? Because I thought it was just kind of the house stuff you were talking about. No, that was like much much earlier on. Like, like later it was like um. Like I said, Kodak Cameo and um, All right. stuff like um, yeah, St. Pepsi, of course, but also like uh, Ultra, Ultra, Ultra. Um, yeah. Like I, I also listen to like a lot of uh, like like underground hip hop, like uh, Bones and Sickly Wolf. And nice. Bones used a lot of vaporwave type beats. Like I know he rapped on some luxury elite stuff on paid programming. Oh, sick. So uh, for me, that like I really gravitated to that like sound, like oh yeah, so it's like vaporwave, but it's beats also. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, speaking of beats, how did you meet and get in touch with Mitro? Um, I met him like uh, two times. Um, at first, um, I was at uh, an underground hip hop party, kinda like for new and upcoming MCs, and. Um, one uh, one of the rappers there got on one of my beats from the Back in the Days project. And he was like, yo, you should tag along, man, get some beers, talk to some people. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, why not? Nice. And, um, yeah, I was just, like, outside chilling, talking to some other producers and rappers and stuff. And Michael was there, and he was talking to me about uh, Fake Wave and stuff. And I was like, cool, yeah, I'm into that too. And nothing really came out of it. And um, until the second time we met, right? I uh, DJed at a smaller party for a rapper. Like I, I, I standed in for for his DJ because he, he couldn't make it, and I was like, "Yo, maybe he could do it." So yeah, I was mm-hmm. like hooked up going there. And um, turns out I he I told he um, organized that with a couple friends. So I was there talking. I was like, yeah, we, we met before. Right? And he was like, oh, yeah, shit. But, we, you know, we had both had a few beers and stuff. Yeah. So we we talked again and nothing really. Yeah. And we just talked and stuff like, cool. And later on, I remember I was listening to uh, a Keats Collective tape. And um, I was like, oh, yo, this, this song goes hard. So I looked at tracklist. So I might talk, might talk. And just it, it came to me like. Oh shit, there's that guy. I met him, I think. So yeah, I hit him up like, yo, Toe Beatsman. Oh yeah, yo, I remember you. And that's like kind of how it came. Yeah. When did you first, because, well, the reason I asked the question is because you've done a lot of work with Mitro and you have a, a new record coming out. Actually, it may, by the time this episode airs, it may have just come out. Yeah, but... we did uh, Summer Vibes Deluxe. Summer vibes. It's coming out July 26th. Yeah. Business casual. Nice. Yeah, we we, we kind of bonded over like the, the same taste in like music. Like we both like bones and we like, like well, you like bones? Yeah, yeah, I like bones. It's, it was rare as fuck because it was like mm-hmm. 2014, 2013, something like that. In the Netherlands of all places, yeah. Yeah, and we just, we just talked some music and yeah one thing led to another we ended up making a couple beats together like vaporwave and stuff and mm-hmm. some hip-hop beats so and, go, go ahead sorry 
But yeah, we we really kind of like he's the homie, you know. We we've been known each other for a couple of years, and we hang out sometimes. And whenever we decide to make like music together, it just clicks. Like he knows what I want to do, I know what he want to do, and then yeah, it just works. Sick. So when you say you make beats together, what is the the process for that? Like, how does it actually happen? Like, how do you come up with the idea, exchange it? You know, how does it work? Mm, it really depends. Like, sometimes I start on something or he starts on something, and then we just, like, sit together and listen to it and yeah, just finish the project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of just figure it out as you go. Yeah, and that time's other thing, yeah. Well, for the for the last for the new one, the, some of our deluxe we, we really like had a plan. Like we released uh, summer vibes. I think it was August 2017. Right. And we made we made the tracks like way earlier on, and we was like, yeah, let's do something for the summer. And we now had the idea like, yeah, let's do a extended cut on the record, and put like a bunch of new tracks on it so it becomes an album. So that's what we end up doing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really sweet. And what what have you noticed any differences or like improvements between, because you've made a lot of music since then, right? Together mm-hmm. and by yourselves. So you guys bringing any new you know, craft to the table? Is the process quicker, yeah, well, you know? It's it's like way quicker because we at this point like we kind of know what we're doing, and like I said, we kind of planned it out like oh yeah we're gonna use this or we're gonna build it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, was uh, yeah, was Cloud eighty six your first collab? That's one of the smaller EPs you have. Uh, no, I think our first collab was um, I think it was called. Uarachi, like the the Nike shoe, and it was vaporwave somewhere, I think in 2014 or something. Oh wow! Yeah, somewhere around that time frame. Well, I'm really excited for the new record, man. I love as short as it is. I love that summer vibes album you guys did. Yeah, thanks, man. Oh shit! I'm getting a call. One sec. Hello. Ah, uh, you did not receive a call from this number. Well, I, I don't, I don't, fuckers, I've been getting calls from these freaking duct cleaners, it's just a scam, and I like, yesterday Shit. they called me and I was kind of toying with them a little bit, they're like, how many square feet is your house, and I was like, it's about a thousand, they're like a thousand, because it's an apartment, right, and just like mm-hmm. little funny things like that, the guy ends up swearing at me like, fuck you, Fuck you. I'm just like, oh my God, you're so rude. What are you doing? <laughs> and I think that was another another company. Pretty funny. We get a lot of that here in Canada. Don't put your number on the internet. Don't fill out any surveys and put your number, sign up for any websites, put your number. Yeah. Because you can't block that's how that they shit. Get you. Yeah. <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> Uh, can you tell us about some of your early collabs with Mitro? You know, Summer Vibes, Cloud86. Um, yeah, we did, uh, we, let me think, we did like um, tracks together on his Dragon Ball Wave series. Not the first one, but the second, the third, 
mm. and the one that's coming up. Nice. Um, and before we also did like a flashback EP. Yes, flashback. That's right. I remember talking with him about that on his episode. Which yeah, if you I haven't heard, like... go back and check it. I think it was was that number one. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, that's that's a future funk project we we did like a couple years back, like two two or three years, mm-hmm. something like that. Starting to dig into the future funk a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I did a EP before that. That's also future funk, like a solo EP. And mm-hmm. when have we worked together again? Um. Oh yeah, on uh, on my first. Uh, album released on Tiger Blood Tapes on oh, uh, Cruise. Yeah. Yep. That's a wicked album. Thanks, man. It's like uh, more vapor funk than like actually future funk. Mm-hmm. But it's like... For sure. I prefer it. Yeah. I actually own every single one of your tapes. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> oh, sweet. Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate support. Anytime, yep. My pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah, yeah, we we worked a lot that. like together, but we we also did like a lot of stuff on our own. You know, I feel like a lot of people know me because of the you know collaborations and stuff. No, I don't I'm, think so. I'm, I'm not sure, but like we we both do like beats and future funk and stuff, so it's cool. I like to work with them. Yeah, maybe if they're not into future funk, then he. The, People could get to you through his kind of hip hop future va- or vapor funk vaporwave. Actually, that's something we talked about because I asked him where he thought his music stood on the like scale of vaporwave and all the other genres and whatever, where it fit in, what the niche was. Mm-hmm. And he had a really interesting point about him being the kind of uh, gateway drug almost for people to get into vaporwave because he has those lo-fi hip-hop vibes and some people come to vaporwave vaporwave through that realm right so yeah it kind of makes sense that was neat yeah uh okay so yeah and then over to your new your solo music rather without uh without metro mm-hmm. you got a couple couple eps a couple albums um an earlier one and from a couple years ago two years i think is new day a new day yeah yeah that's a, a little ep i did like uh yeah a little while ago yeah, tell us about the the journey that you took from when you're making these kind of house sounds and trap sounds and then into vaporwave and then now into future funk like there's got a there's a different workflow i imagine i'm not a producer really but when changing these different styles so how do you find like the learning curve going from vaporwave into full future funk like with this album for example mm, well the the way to like I, like i started this was like pretty vaporwave like just look for a dope sample and i would just play around with that and um you chop it up and give it a give it a nice tempo and add some house touches to it like mm-hmm. i think uh a new day i made a new day like um before i was like uh really depressed like very bad and um i made a new day like it was a new leaf to turn over that's why it's called a new day nice 
and I, it kind of took like forward in the the style I wanted to make. Like I made some future films before, but I think like that was really the the cha- changing point. I like the, the good vibes, you know, the the happy feeling you get when you listen to it. Yeah. Like like it shifted for me. Like yeah, I wanted to to get a new day. So sounds cheesy as fuck, but I kind of chose like the way of the the happiness with that. Mm-hmm. You chose the light, as uh, the people from Kingdom Hearts would say. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know, man. But but for me, it was like a start a start to a new day. So yeah, yeah. Some happy vibes, some future fun. For sure, for sure. We talked about grooves there a little bit. You want to talk about that record a bit more? Because I think it was your sort of, I don't know if we want to call it your debut record, but that was a big one for people. Mm, yeah, grooves followed after uh, A New Day. And I really had fun making that. I, I wasn't really wasn't really that picky about uh, how polished it would sound in the end, like looking back. But it was fun to make, like it was a fun project. It was, uh, yeah, the, I was like approached to get it on like cassette and I was like, yeah, fuck, let's do this. Because I feel like it's cool to also have stuff on physical. Like before I only released like digital and to have like a, an actual tape made of, of your album is like something extra. like. I remember like receiving it, like holding it in my hands, like yeah, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. First tape from uh, Tiger Blood. Shout out to Crunk Chris, good friend, good friend of mine. Um, you have some, actually. Do you want to talk about that record a bit more? Mm, yeah, well, shout out to everyone who worked with me on the record. Like I, I was gonna God, say, Remlar, Remlar, uh, Markun. Um, of course, Maitro and uh, Lurel on the lyrics, and uh, Wavelord on the bonus track. On the tape. Yep. Yeah, Wavelord. Yeah, yeah shout out to him. That's the homie. For sure, for sure. And you've worked with uh, Kitsune as well, right? On the next record. Yeah, we did a song together. I think it's called uh, Love Plus Plus. Yeah. How did you meet them? And the other people too. Um, well, mostly it's just like social media. And I, I, if I like your shit, I'll, I'll send you a message like, yo, keep it up. It's, it's great. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like people want to reach out like, yeah, your, your stuff is great too. And you get to talking and sometimes it ends up in a track. And you worked with uh, Tokyo Wanderer and Conscious Thoughts on a song yep. as well. Yeah, on uh, my last album, New Retro. Great record. Check it out if you haven't. Oh, and Panic Pop's on there too. That's sweet, Panic Pop, because he's... Yep, he's nice with it, man. Oh, he's such a talented artist, man. It's crazy. He needs more more light shone on on him. Yeah, it was cool. He was uh, at the Essential show Mm -hmm. in Toronto, so I got to meet him and we hung out for a bit. Yeah, I think he sent me a clip of... Playing, playing uh, our collab at Essential. Yeah, sick. <laughs> yeah, I may, I may have heard it. I, I'm kind of like, there's all this music that I hear and all these things, and I'm like, that's great. And then I learn more about it when I do my research, which is such a great, oops, 
such a great byproduct of doing these interviews because I learn about all these connections people make that I didn't realize. It's like a web of connections out there. Like, oops, stupid thing. Just like shooting out in front of me by all these people, like intertwining (laughs) all the networks. It's really fascinating. It's awesome, man. Yeah. Shout out to the internet and all that. Yeah. Shout out to you, (laughs) internet. Shout out to all the people that like surfing the internet. Uh, we, you brought up the, I guess we brought up the record new retro. Tell us more about that record because that's kind of when you sort of put a face onto your project, right? Like your anime guy from the yeah, show. I, was, I forgot uh, you said. Yeah. From uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah. Um, well, really, I, um, started out that project and I like kind of mapped out who I wanted to work with. So of course the music came first and I was later on thinking like, what would be cool, like artwork. So I, I looked around like what is like common to use. And of course it's anime, yeah, we know, but I feel like a lot of people take uh, the image of a girl. And I was like, yeah, but most of the people are like guys. So I wanted to do the opposite and put uh, a male character on it. And I just went around like playing in Photoshop when making the design. And eventually I was like, yeah, this is is pretty cool. So I ran with it. Well, it's a great choice. That character, he's like a perfect character for this because he's not too kiddie, you know, not too unrealistic. It's kind of doesn't even really look that anime at all yeah exactly because i wanted to take like something that's more neutral like more um more uh how do you say this Uh, less fan service yeah (laughs) yeah maybe but like also uh more approachable like more definitely uh available for like a lot of people because it's not like over the top like uh cute looking or something it's like it has a retro vibe but also like yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I read you there, man. That totally makes sense. And that record, if you want a tape of it, there's still tapes available on Correspect. At this time of this recording, there's nine tapes left. So oh, go wow. get them. Yeah, yeah. Nice. You lucky listeners. If, you, if you're into Future Funk, because not everybody is. Although I find... People just like to hear the stories and stuff, even if they're not super into the music, which is great. Another indication of how great this community is. Yeah, that's cool, man. You're doing great work, man. I love the interviews. Thanks, man. That means a lot. Because I do it for, well, not you, but you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Someone's got to do it. True. May as well be me, because I know so many people already... I've done this before, podcasting and whatever. Uh, you have, so your latest release is a single called Finesse. That's probably my favorite song that you've made. Yeah, it's, it's so actually fucking... not the latest. Oh, shit. But <laughs> Sorry. Thanks for the love. I'm glad you like it, man. Yeah, it's so punchy, man. It's like, oh, it really gets me going. What's the latest on your SoundCloud? Uh, I think it's Heatwave. Oh, for like the yeah. singles? Oh, wait, no, Heat Wave. Yeah, I see that here. Sorry. Cool. I actually yeah. haven't heard this one yet. Tell us about it's, this. Des- describe it to me. 
Where it's, it's supposed uh, to sound future like funk. when I listen to it. It's like future funk, but it's not uh, at the high tempo. It's like more slowed down. I think it's like at 100 or 110 BPM or something. Mm -hmm. So it's still kind of future funk, but I kind of made it when when it was hot because I know a heat wave was coming and it was late. Yeah. And yeah, it kind of took that vibe of like a heat wave because it's like stomping, like hard in your face, but also like a bit slow because, you know, it's hot. So, (laughs) yeah. Mm -hmm. And you've been pumping out the music. It's crazy. Within the last... uh... You know, six months or so. It's awesome. Well, I guess you've always been pumping out the music, haven't you? <laughs> and yeah, you the... it keeps me busy, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's so awesome. And you have the new record with Metro coming out, and there's a lot of songs, five, six, almost six, five, that you've released as singles, sort of? From um, the, from well, the not really. I'm just uh, uploading them on SoundCloud. Like, yeah. Just a couple for the people that, you know, pay attention. They get like an early listen. Mm-hmm. That's a neat idea because there's no gatekeeping and all it does is reward the people that pay attention. True. That's that's, that's a good idea. Because it's also hard to like hold on to like a project when it's done. Like before, I yeah. used to be very hard on myself and like tend to not to release stuff because... You know, I, I've, I've hold on to a lot of tracks and I still do. And sometimes I release them. But I've, over the years, I like really learned to just put it out. Yeah, and that might be a better approach. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like it. They have a lot of listens already. 600, 400, 500 in like a couple of weeks. You have some singles out on the label NRG 9K. So what is... Yep. What is that? Uh, one of the, one of the songs you mentioned, Wave Lord, working with him. You have a song with him on there. But what is that? Why did you upload singles there? Tell us that story. Um, well, basically, it's uh, run by a friend of mine, and um, it's like uh, a house kind of label, but it takes like some experimental stuff too. So. I put a couple tracks on there. I think they have a lot of new stuff coming up. Um, I released like a, a trap beat tape there. Uh, what was it called? Uh, Unlocked. I released, released Unlocked there. And uh, a project I did with K4000, which is uh, an American producer, which was like more uh, electronic and wave. Mm-hmm. And was that Project 420 or H20? Uh, yeah. <laughs> 420? That's amazing. Pro- project uh, H20, I think. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm an idiot. <laughs> no worries, man. Well, that's cool. Yeah, your buddy's, your buddy's label, kind of a different housey vibe. That's neat. You've got so much music kind of permeating different um, like pockets of musical interest. Yeah, I, I don't really... Like for now, I, I really took like direction in what I want to do. But before it was just like, yeah, all over the place and whatever I like, I'll, I'll just release it. Mm-hmm. Well, if you love a lot of music, I guess it's it's kind of hard sometimes. So yeah. yeah. I, I, no, go ahead. Yeah, I, for now, I'm like just really putting out future funk and future funk related stuff. Like I still 
upload like a trap beat once in a while, but it's like vapor trap. So it's like more yeah. under the same umbrella. Cool. Well, everybody, keep your eyes peeled for July 26th, if it hasn't passed already, because that record's going to be sweet. If you like that first Summer Vibes record, can you tell us a bit about your production process a little bit? You mentioned you uh, use Fruity Loops. I don't know if you still do, but you did. And what do you know yeah, what yeah. you use now and sort of what inspires you to come up with the sounds that you do? Well, I still use uh, Fruity Loops. I also know my way around uh, Logic Pro, but I feel like, you know, being accustomed to Fruity Loops just keeps me going and... Like a little while back, they released uh, FL Studio Fruity Loops for a Mac. And I have a pretty charged up MacBook. So I put it on there and just like filled it up with the plugins and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I feel like uh, Fruity Loops, yeah, I like the workflow. Like it's it's cool. Like and when I start with a track, it like it really depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Like sometimes beforehand, it's just like a melody that's like stuck in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to play this melody on the keyboard. Or um, maybe like it's a cool sample that I heard somewhere or something. And right. yeah, it's like overall, it's always like a different process. But the the main part is like basically the same. It's like uh, I'm usually working like two or three sit downs or sessions. And I started up, make a draft. So put some quick things on it, and then the next session I like work it out, put some final touches, do the mixing, do the mastering, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Wow, sweet. So, yeah. I don't know if you have an answer to this question or if you even care about it, but I kind of want to know, and I do ask other people on the show uh, similar questions to this. Sorry about the racing cars outside, if you heard that. Um, what exactly is future funk to you and i think your answer to this would be specifically interesting because you know you're kind of veering off a little bit from the standard recipe like i was saying for future funk even making some vapor funk as well and just taking a different approach to the sound and aesthetic um, so that being said what exactly is future funk and what qualifies something as future funk mm. Well, if I had to put it in how I feel, it's like um, happy music, good vibes. Uh, if I have to put it in like a very flat but technical way, it's sample-based house with touches of uh, 80s disco and funk. Mm -hmm. But you can overanalyze like everything and every genre if you want to and put it in box and stuff. But I, I like not to and just go with the flow and what feels good. Mm -hmm. I guess I that's a great, that's a perfect answer. But I was also interested, maybe I should have clarified, like what does it mean to you? Vapor funk, future funk, the importance of well, it. What is it? Why is it special? Lot. To be able a to lot, call man. yourself a future funk. I wake, artist. I wake up. I, I, I make a make a fresh, fresh batch of coffee and I boot up like Archie music and start my day. And 
come out swinging. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's also in my eardrums and on my mind, like most part of the day. I'm like kind of addicted, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, that can happen. Like over the years, it like really, yeah, I really dived in and it took me in and now I'm here having an interview about it. So, <laughs> yeah. What's some of the stuff you're listening to now? Because I imagine you you sort of like to refine your taste a little bit over the years and you've been in, this, in the game for a long time, like I said. So I imagine you have a, I don't want to say you might be picky, but you have sort certain maybe expectations or things that you frown upon, maybe sampling too much or something. Like I guess that doesn't really count in Future Funk. But I remember you saying you didn't sample for one of your records, so I'm interested in that as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, most of my most of my Future Funk right now is like sample based, but also like played with some synths. So it's like a it's like a good mix. Yeah, uh, I like to work on to like much more less sample based. Like I'm working on a couple new disco records that are like own sounds. But to come back to your question, I think like there's a lot of a lot of people putting out good future funk nowadays. Like, and uh, a lot of people have their own their own style and their own sound to it, which makes it like more unique. For me, I like um, a lot of artists. I feel like um, uh, things that come to my head like now are like uh, fiber. Um, I like um, there's so so many. <laughs> okay, well, um, look it up on your computer or something. Give me five. Yeah, I'm five gonna artists. I'm gonna scroll to my through my likes right now. Yeah, so I've been scrolling through my likes and there's really really a lot of people to like that are making like really good future fun let's hit but it give just, us some shout outs i'm just i'm just scrolling i'm just looking through us like uh unibeat bar Walters. and a lot of people from uh Montem. a lot That's there's cool. a lot of a lot of good stuff man uh koto from uh waifu Wednesdays. days his new track he just uploaded yesterday is good. It's it's just fun like listening to all it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh That's yeah, for great. sure. Conscious thoughts, Aritus. Yeah. I could go on and on, man. <laughs> you know who I've been into a lot lately? I don't know if you could really call them future funk though, but negative Gemini. Oh yeah, from hundred uh, percent electronica, right? Yeah. She's fucking She's so good, man. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry to go on the tangent. <laughs> I always get th those two grouped together and uh, Android Apartment. Those three. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe it's like the two words that are the same size or something. Same length-ish. Yeah. Check the artists out if you haven't. It's all amazing stuff. Everybody... I need like a pen and paper or something when they come on this show. There's so much. To, to, I even, you know, I don't go back and listen to all of them, but while I'm editing, I'll like write down certain stuff or open tabs and be like, oh yeah, he said that. Check that shit out. Yeah, it's been a great way to discover all this awesome stuff I didn't know about. Yeah, sweet. I can imagine, man. A lot of people coming out, a lot of 
good stuff. Yeah, like we've we've said a few times on this show, 2019 has been such a good year. Yeah, it's very true, man. I feel like uh, the time is right and it's like flourishing the, the music and at, at the rate that it's going, like there are, there are like big parties coming out and shit. Yeah, flourishing. That's a great uh, great way of putting it. <laughs> so uh, I saw on your Twitter you were doing a bit of a tape giveaway there. I don't know if it's over yet, but how did it go? Um, yeah, I think I saw it from uh, Tupperwave. He did like uh, something similar, like uh, get me to a 1K challenge. Yeah. Uh, so I thought like, yeah, I got these tapes around the house. Might as well do the same. And the goal has been reached. <laughs> so there's like one lucky person uh august 1st yeah august 1st and he or she gets like three tapes oh sick that's a jackpot right there yeah you hit uh i checked today it was like 120 when i checked 1020 so congratulations my friend thanks Uh, that's the milestone that's the first one milestone there's so many did you go to groove horizons since you're like pretty close uh no man i didn't do you hear oh, my dog no. snoring in the background? Uh, not really. <laughs> oh, wait, I do. Because <laughs> I see the thing going green with whenever yeah. she wore <laughs> That's funny. I'm sorry, man. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> I'll probably be able to uh, noise gate it out. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll move a bit away from the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, do not disturb the dog. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, we're good now, I think. So. All right. Uh, I don't recall what the last question was. Uh, but, uh... Groove Horizons. Or... Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I didn't go, but I was uh, talking to Strawberry Station. And I don't know, maybe there will be an appearance at the second edition, but it's just an idea. Cool, cool. Have you ever done any live sets? Yeah, I, d- I DJed a couple times before, yeah. Nice. But not with Future Funk, so I'm excited. Like I'm oh. trying, trying to get like uh, bookings and stuff here from around the area, mm-hmm. but there's like zero, zero interest. Yeah, I've heard it's tricky. I talked to the guys from Portugal, Tokyo Wanderer, mm-hmm. and Zero, and Metro. Yeah, it's yeah. here. Here it's tricky over there, but well, time will tell. Yeah, well, it's gonna happen. Basically, me and Mitro are the only future funk artists out from the Netherlands yeah. that we know of. That we know of. Yeah. So it's it's kind of hard, but like, I, I hope so it I hope it comes because like like I said, it's like flourishing. The America is like getting it now. I I think this season. So I'm I'm hoping it like will come over to Europe. If we have any Soon. Europeans or people from the Netherlands and want to get into Future Funk, give this man a shout, okay? Give what anyone said, in the community man. a shout. <laughs> Seriously, we need more people over there. Yeah, I don't even know. I should check how many listeners we have from uh, from the Netherlands. We're, You know what's funny? We're apparently huge in Bulgaria. So shout oh, wow. out to all you Bulgarians for listening. That's super awesome. 
I have no idea why. Maybe someone on Twitter can message me and tell me why people in Bulgaria like our podcast. (laughs) Super cool, you know, finding out these little tidbits based on Mm -hmm. analytics. (laughs) Yeah, I'll check how many people we have from the Netherlands. I'll let you know. I know there's like uh, a few people out here, like vaporwave artists. So might be a few. Yeah, just not not future funk, specifically. Do you have like a most profound vaporwave discovery, or release? You know, video, album, whatever. Hmm. Um, that's a hard question, man. For me, I think it's like. Um. What's something that hit you like a ton of bricks? I think Vanishing Vision by Internet Club, because that's kind of what started it all for me. Like, yeah. discovering the genre and, like, yeah. Sick. And so what pulled you in about Internet Club? Well, the and, and the kind of the, the, the mesmerizing sound of the tracks. Like, you could close your eyes and go to, like, a different dimension, but then the chops will put you back, like... Some some tracks are like, yeah, like very. Uh, how how can I put this? Like, um, weirdly chopped. So you put back mm-hmm. in like her, you know, back to reality. <laughs> yep. What about the aesthetic? Fucking awesome. Does that help you kind of sip, you know, fall back into your dream state or whatever? Yeah, kinda. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, if you haven't checked out that album, definitely do it. Vanishing Vision, Internet Club. All of Internet Club, I highly recommend it. Not everybody likes it, and that's okay, but... Yeah, it's like vaporwave, but sometimes like leaning more into like ambient. So it's Mm -hmm. like very soothing. Yeah, most of the time. Uh, What's your... Do you have a favorite vaporwave artist that's... uh, Maybe still making music? Someone active? Mm, someone active. I gotta rap the Netherlands and say Cat System Corp. Nice. Because he's been doing yeah. really good. Like, I, fe- I fell in love with like Paul Mo. Mm-hmm. And his stuff is like really good. Yeah, and there's a. I think like, uh, like in sound, I like um, Ultra a lot. Like his releases from 2013, 2014 and stuff. How do I spell that? uh, It's like uh, ultra, ultra, but like it's like ultra and then the the kanjis. Oh, yeah. It says double ultra. The first one is like normal letters and the second is kanji. But Mm -hmm. he doesn't uh, put out any new music. But he's from the Netherlands as well, so that's cool. When I found out, I was like, yo, he's from the Netherlands for real? Nice. Respect, respect to your brothers and sisters in the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah, I don't know Iltra. I'll check that out for sure. Maybe you can link me. Yeah, for sure. Do you have a release of yours that you're maybe most proud of, or one that you found that was most challenging? Mm, I'd say new retro because it's more in the in the sound in the in the vibe of the future funk I put out like nowadays. Yeah. It's a long record too, right? Like it's 15 songs or something? Yeah, it's like 10. But mm. 
I feel like in comparison to the album I did before, Grooves, it's a way more cleaner sound, way more future funk. Right, right. Yeah, definitely. I'd say that's your, well, makes sense. It's your newest one, but that's the... That's I think that that's going to be what draws people in, like if they go to your Bandcamp page or something. And it's uh, put out on Coruspect too, so shout out to Alan. Yeah, right, right, Coruspect. For making that release possible. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful tape. Thank you, my guy. Yeah. I'm really happy, like, when I put it out, like, the response was, like, very cool. Like, people generally liked it, and that's, like, the best. Mm-hmm. Big time. And going like full fledged into the future funk sound too, you like you never know. Yep. I have an interesting question for you. So I was lurking you on Twitter and I saw that you were talking about C B D. Is that right? Yeah. I kinda had like a little beef with this with the C B D company telling me all sorts of stuff. And I was like, Yeah, no. Nah. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> why? What? Why did that happen? Well, basically, I just wanted to like chill out and fall asleep quick. So I went to this shop, and it was like, yeah, you gotta get this one. The drops is the best, and blah blah blah. So I, I basically almost all bottle, and it didn't do anything. I was like, why don't we getting frustrated? <laughs> Damn, that sucks. So you yep. didn't you didn't smoke it? You just like dripped it on your tongue or into some juice or something? Yeah, I put it on my tongue like like the bottle said. Yeah, crazy concentrated and I, CBD. And I tweeted like, "Yo, CBD is a lie." And then like this account came up and like commented like, "Yo, no, you didn't get the right one." And there's a lot of fake out there and blah blah blah. I'm just like, "Yo, you're pushing a narrative. Shut up." <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was interesting because I, I, you know, I've worked sort of a relationship with CBD a little bit. You know, I've tried it, and it, I find it definitely works. Like, it doesn't really get you high. I don't know if that's what you were looking for. Like in Canada, it's all legal now, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was just like, just like, uh, not in high, but just like to just to fall asleep quick. Yeah. Like some yeah, relaxation. Yeah, I don't know if you want to give up on it. Maybe try smoking it. Go straight to the brain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that you... might be the solution. <laughs> yeah. Is it legal in the Netherlands or it's just kind of just like Oh yeah, not... it's been it's been legal, man. Okay, cool. Well, there you go. Time to experiment. <laughs> yeah, and I I was going to say yeah. CBD, it's it, it works wonders. What's your ideal Sunday? Ooh, um, sleep long as fuck. That's for sure. Just get get, get that sleep. Yeah, for sure. Get get rested after the after the hard weekend. I just chill out. Maybe watch a movie, work on some music, and go to sleep. Chill vibes. Yep. Eat maybe, well. Maybe like uh, hang out with some friends, but that's like maybe. Most of the time, that's like the Friday and the Saturday. Yeah, true, true. What 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 do you eat? What's your diet like? Uh, a lot of coffee, caffeine. 
yeah. bread uh, in the morning, like some, some yogurt with fruit, mm, some bread in the afternoon, uh, some something simple in the in the evening, and yeah, nothing what's special your, actually. What's your favorite meal ever? Like your birthday meal? Ooh, I'd have to say uh, it's something we have here in the Netherlands. It's a uh, kapsalom. One more time. Kapsalom. Kapsalom. Yes, kapsalom. Okay. It's basically like uh, you know uh, the how can I explain this? <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, you know uh, whew, fuck I'm I'm at a loss for words, man. Um. Is it like a cookie or a cake or a vegetable? No, it's like it's like a full-on dinner, but it's like it's like fries at the bottom. Then there's like meat on top of the fries, and it's uh, with sauce like uh, garlic and uh, spicy sauce. And then they put like okay. lettuce and tomato and stuff on it. Um, My mouth is watering. Yeah, it's pretty good, but maybe maybe I'd go for uh, a worstbroodje. Worsterbroodje. <laughs> That's basically uh, like a sausage roll, but they make it uh, only here in the south. Like they make it's like mm. I think it's like also intellectual copyrighted, like the bread and stuff. Okay, it's the best man for for, for real man. Worsterbroodje. Damn, take a picture of one next time you have one, or send me. I want to see what that stuff looks looks like. Maybe I can get it here in Toronto, like a version of it. Mm, I, I don't think so, here. but I'll, I'll send you a picture, man. Yeah, I don't think so. You have to come. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Maybe I'll come to the Netherlands one day. I do want to go around there soon, so we'll definitely. Oh, we should we should link up, man. Grab a beer or something. Oh yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. It, it's gonna happen like maybe within the year. I'm hoping. Sweet. Um, I was on so on your YouTube. You have an AMV for one of your videos. And it's a really nice AMV because it's not just a loop. My AMV is anime music video, just future funk music video. Um, and everybody just loops their favorite GIF. But you actually kind of told a story with the um, content that you used for your imaging, images. So how come you don't do that anymore? Mm, you're putting me on to ideas, man. Maybe I, I will in the future. Uh I love like, them, man. For for a lot of like uh, hip hop videos, there are like these fan made AMVs, and mm. there's one guy. He I follow him on Twitter. He's like a mutual. He makes like music and stuff like pretty good, but it's hip hop. And I was like, Yo, could yeah. you like hook me up uh, AMV? But this time for some future fun. He was like, Yeah, sure. So that's how that uh, video came about. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. What was the? Is it a film that you used? Yeah, it's called uh, something something crisis, I believe. Okay. It's like a very old anime movie. Yeah. Well, it's a great video, and and I I say you should make more, if you like, if you enjoy doing it and you have the time, I say why not. Yeah, for sure. So, I might just do it. Yeah, I hope you do. Let me know if you do. Do you, Do you have any plans to get any of your work onto vinyl? Mm, well, I'd like to. Like I said before, it's like very cool to have a physical copy of things. So mm -hmm. it's like definitely on my list. But 
for now the opportunity doesn't yeah it didn't come but maybe in the future like like an older release or a new one i don't know but who's ever done yeah. press the final like hit me up uh, i think new record new retro could definitely uh use a vinyl i'd probably buy it yeah that'd be dope man it's a it's a great record for flashback only, too man for now i only release tape so final would definitely be like next step yeah Mm-hmm. And more people are getting into mini discs too, which is cool. I have a couple. Yeah, those are dope, man. Or so. Yeah, I love them. They're, that's my favorite now. For me, I don't know. Like you, you remember in the f- the first Matrix movie when Neo's at the door, uh, like the computer wakes him up and they're like, "Follow the white rabbit," and he goes to the door, and it gives the the guy the disc. I don't know if you remember that. There's like a little I'm not gang sure, of man. people. Yeah. That came to the door. One of the girls, she had the white rabbit tattooed on her shoulder. And right before Neo saw that, he exchanged the disc for like a wad of cash with the guy. And was like, if you got, if you get caught seeing that, he pulls it out of a book, uh, like a fake book. And there's all these different discs in there. And I, they all look like really cool mini discs, like Japanese style or something. Nice. And just like I'm not, I'm not I sure, know, man. I'm handing over discs it. like that. Pop, pop. It's like here's the disc. I don't know. I love <laughs> the the. It's, it hits my nostalgia button so hard. And if you Google like anime floppy disc or anime, because I have a f- bunch of floppies. I'm hardcore floppy too. I'm actually writing an article right now. It's coming out in the next volume of Private Suite on uh, nice. floppies. And there's an interview with uh, Strudelsoft in there on his uh his work and his love for floppies and stories and stuff so uh check it out and listeners as well if you want to just like check that out you can view it on the website when it comes out uh it's got to be good man yeah and and mini discs so if you google just anime gifs or just mini disc gifs you can get lost they're so at least i do just because i love them so much uh yeah yeah they're they're sorry i just love them <laughs> it's all right man yeah uh do you make your music in different places like on a laptop you go to the coffee shop you know order a bagel and you like coffee get your coffee and work on it there or do you have like a ritual of any kind well or just in your room yeah mostly it's uh in my room but i take my macbook along with me like nine nine times out of ten mm-hmm. and sometimes i just uh you know sit down at the function everybody's chilling and i just uh, put on my headphones quick and later on i'll just you know work work at it at home true and uh do you have anything that you do before you make music or mm-hmm. while you're making it anything interesting go for a jog <laughs> It's just like whenever there's the opportunity and it crosses my mind, I just go at it. And yeah, sometimes I take like days in a week when I can to work mm-hmm. on some stuff. But that's it, actually. Yeah. How how long do you usually spend in a, in a session? Mm, it's also depending, man. I think like most of the times, like an hour or two. But sometimes, you know, I can I can go like a whole night if it's like if the, if the feeling is right. Yeah, crazy. So you usually work at night? Yeah, during the day and 
during night actually like whenever the opportunity is there doesn't matter <laughs> yep nice so where is the name ducat come from Ooh, that's a good question um well basically like i mentioned before it started out for me like a hip-hop and vaporwave project and like i was thinking like what could be a name that's like fitting for both genres but also like maybe as a reference to both genres so i ended up like for for hip-hop it was like something with money like very simple money because you know it's hip-hop and for vaporwave i was like thinking the like the the greek and the the, the latin statues and stuff so eventually i came at uh ducat with this like like a ducat like a old coin and kind of kind of went with that like because the imagery of the coins mostly had like those old statues but it's also like money yeah yeah it was just like a like a brainstorming session like what could be like relevant to it but also like a reference mm -hmm. so i kind of ran with that and it's like a like you said you googled it but you won't find me directly and that's like also reason why i kind of took the name because it's oh, more yeah. like low key because there's also another meaning for it which is like literally the coin and in my in my tag in my trademark tag there's also a coin dropping oh yeah yep. i didn't notice that Shit. <laughs> so yeah that, that kind of was it and I, I ran with it i was like okay cool this is it got the band camp blast off yep so over your course of making music you've been doing it for a long time you've probably you know had some bad habits maybe and you've developed some better techniques um so in light considering that do you have any advice for aspiring artists or producers uh, be hard on yourself like really be hard on yourself to like achieve the sound until you get it right like when you feel like it's right then it's right and when you achieve that sound you can go move forward from that and just build and keep on building like keep on making music because it's like all practice and yeah the more you practice the better you get i guess you gotta push it to the limit yep like scarface how do you balance pushing it to the limit and as Porter Vaughn would say, being a winner and actually resting and enjoying your your personal time? Mm, could you could you maybe rephrase that question? Yeah, I'm sure you have a lot of you know, you have some responsibilities, you have to work, you get a job, maybe you go to school, you're making vaporwave, you're making future funk. Um, how do you sort of balance that uh, lifestyle, like you were mentioning, you have to be hard on yourself, keep going, work at it until you find your sound. How do you give yourself a little bit of room to relax a little bit and not uh, be so, uh, you know, hard on yourself, I guess? Because mm -hmm. you can't uh, be like that all the time, right? True. Well, it's like normal to take a break every once in a while. Because you have to, you're you're just a human, man. You can can only handle so much. But at a at a certain point, when you feel like you you know the sound that you are trying to achieve, 
it's not like you you can't do it but like for me uh, like when you retro dropped i already had the two tracks that i want to drop afterwards i already had them ready just like laying around on my computer so mm -hmm. i just took a little break and just like uploaded when i felt like it i see that's a good point though like really knowing what you want before you sort of um i guess you don't have to know what you want i mean that's not a good way of putting it but know what your sound is what sound you want to go for get an idea and then once you grab a hold of it you can kind of just takes you it's not that way for everybody though let's be honest true i can imagine like for some people it's and and for me as well it's like uh, a constant like playing around and look what's what's cool or dope with with the sound and then build a track out of it like you can make a track in like a couple sit downs but you can make a track in one sit down as well which you know gives you more time to chill and hang out <laughs> very true but still got to be hard on yourself at the same time yeah for me for me it's it's like that because you know like i mentioned before that i deleted a lot of stuff because i wasn't happy with it and right i didn't kind of stopped from putting out music till i was like okay this is this is how i want it to sound and then put it out later right i see crap you mentioned something earlier about uh how you produce music i forget what it was but it was a really good point i want to repeat that maybe it'll come back to me <laughs> i'm not sure man yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have a love for cinema at all you know films movies yeah i uh I really like like video. I studied media design and graduated in audiovisual. So I like when when a movie is good, like when the, or when an edit is like clean, that that makes me smile, man. I like this shit. Mm -hmm. It's a thankless job <laughs> having that seamless edit. Yep. Super clean. What are some films? Like maybe some directors or whatever. Well, I like. Uh, like uh, old, like old mafia kind of flicks. The, those are cool, but also like uh, science fiction. It's a lot of a lot of stuff, man. Sick. What uh, what language do you usually watch films in? English, most of the time. Yeah. I hope my English is good enough with the thick Dutch accent. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. So you can totally fine. Sweet. Yeah, I, I like foreign films a lot myself. So I find myself, 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 not watching too many uh, like Western films, I guess. You could okay. say. Uh, sometimes though, like I really liked Into the Spider-Verse. I don't know if you saw that one. Mm -hmm. Holy crap, that film was amazing. If you haven't seen that film, go for it. go. please go see it. Even if you don't like Spider-Man or comics or superheroes. It's so well done. Oh my god, the different animation styles, mm -hmm. like the way they told the story. Like, yeah, they for sure put some supercomputers on the rendering. <laughs> yeah, oh, it looks beautiful. It just like even the the first like minute of the film, you know, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> yeah, you will get blown away. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, check that. Check that movie out. 
uh, yeah, films, films great. You know, I said I'm a bit of a filmmaker, so always, always like talking about film. And you mentioned nice. games or earlier a little bit. Like, what's your what games do you like? What's your gaming history? Did you ever have a Nintendo sixty four? Yeah, I did, and I also I mainly nice. played like the the PlayStation consoles, like PlayStation one, two, and three, and now four. Good old PS one. Yep. Did you play that game Croc? Oh yeah, with the uh, with the crocodile. You did? Yeah, for sure. What? I had a shitload Dude. of games, man. Oh man, no one played that game. That was the best game, Croc. Legend. That was one of the first games that came out too. I think. Yeah, I played a lot right. of Crash Bandicoot and stuff like yeah, when I was younger. Also Crash. Tekken, I still play Tekken a lot. I couldn't. I'm su- I'm super into fighting games, but I couldn't get into Tekken really. Oh really? I think it's like the turning, like the shuffling movement. That's mm-hmm. a whole nother layer. Maybe it was the visual. I don't know. I really like Street Fighter, but yeah, mostly sure. now I just play like anime fighting games <laughs> and uh, Dragon Ball. I guess that's an anime fighting game too, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like Blast Blue, Guilty Gear, Garu. Nice. Love Garu. That's an old one. Shout out to anybody that knows that game. Mark of the Wolves, I think, is the English name. Yeah. Good old games. You play yep. any games like recently or anything? Mm, recently, like sure. Um, last weekend I played like the Smash on the Switch with uh, with a couple of homies. Yeah. Did you sock it to them? Did you beat them? Uh, fifty-fifty. Yeah. I like. I have uh, an ongoing rivalry with one of my best friends, and whenever my friends and I, that group, get together and play, it always ends up that everyone else just leaves and walks away and does something else <laughs> because he and I are battling it out. It's always us two alive at the end. <laughs> yeah. Nice. He plays, he plays Mario and he always spins me around and I hate him. What's your main? Uh, Lucas usually, but cloud, I like cloud a lot for some reason. Can cool. smash it up with cloud. We yeah, mostly Lucas. Sheik is also good. I like Sheik. There's, there's a lot of characters now, though. It's hard to... I got to yeah. try some of the new ones. Oh, King DDD is great in a brawl with four people. Smash, and especially if it's points-based. You'll get all the kills. Yeah, just smacking with the hammer. Yeah, hammer time. Man, we should do like a game, a private suite gaming thing. That'd be get sick. people to join in and game us. We couldn't really do Smash, though. Although there is a cool way to play Smash online with people now i think it's uh melee um what's the freaking program called here parsec p-a-r-s-e-c check that out it's like a it's kind of like you're emulating that you're on another computer network with people all over the internet it's kind of like you're having a fake land party sort of oh shit um and there's a lot of older software that did that um tunnel something i think was one and anyway they were like riddled with with malware super bloaty bloated this one is amazing like really really next level some brilliant minds came together to make this like next level console gaming experience because we've kind of lost couch co-op couch multiplayer gaming Mm -hmm. apart from smash that's the only game people really 
play still to this day, apart from indie games on the couch or fighting games, other fighting games. So yeah, they're um, you should link really, me that. It's man. really great. Want to check it out? Doing. Yeah, Parsec, P-A-R-S-E-C. Check it out. I just discovered it a few days ago, actually. Uh, well, I think that's pretty much all my questions, man. Like, I want to keep chatting with you. This two hours went by so fast. Oh, shit, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> all out. So, yeah. I don't know yeah. if you want to give any, uh, like, shout-outs or anything yeah, we... before we go. Yeah, of course, shout out to you, man, for, you know, keeping up with me, with my accent and having me on this amazing podcast. No no problem, man. Anytime. And shout out to everybody who listens to the music, plays the music. You know, I'm just having fun and I, I really like you know, making music and it puts a smile on my face. And if it puts a smile on somebody else's face, it's like the best. I got uh, the new album coming out with Maitro on Business Casual. July 26th, Summer Vibes Deluxe. So that's the perfect tape for summer, like right now. Summer Vibes, man. Perfect time. Go play that. Spotify, iTunes, cassette, everywhere. Bandcamp. Sick. Yeah, so, I'll yeah. definitely get a tape if I don't miss it. Well, sick. Thanks a lot, man. We really appreciate you coming on the show. It was a blast talking to you. We hope everybody learned something about you took something away from the conversation yeah uh yeah s- stay well and looking forward to the new record and uh yeah we'll i'm sure we'll be in touch thank you man all the best my friend peace cheers all right guys shit guys we got the missiles they're coming if you got that reference you're great but i am late um um, thank you for tuning in to the Private Suite Podcast with me, Indy, and today's guest, Ducat. Definitely check him out on Twitter. He's a great artist. If you like his music, check him out. Grab the take- tape off Business Casual. And we're going to leave you with a couple songs from him, from that record. It's this, uh, the comp with Metro, and it's called Summer Vibes Deluxe. Thanks as always, everyone, and take care.